Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. It is fantastic to see all of your friendly faces out there. Now, I hope that last week you enjoyed our very first episode in our Raw series. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one. I'm not exactly sure when that will be coming to you, but... Stay tuned. Uh, We had some great feedback, so thank you very much for sending in your comments and feedback. Muchly appreciated. But this week, we are back to our regularly scheduled program. Please welcome to the podcast, Fenella Langridge. Do I go? (laughs) Do you go? Am I going? Did you starting? <laughs> no, we just had to be quiet for about fifteen seconds. Oh, okay. That was all. Uh, and you lasted nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's fine. We'll, we'll crack on. Oh, I thought and, I was good at being quiet. Maybe <laughs> it's well. Yeah, I tell everyone that you've got to be quiet for like fifteen seconds, and it's more just a test of whether they a can listen to instructions and b can actually just be quiet. But it seems like that's just not a part of who you are. Well, I know I think it, the thing actually did cut out at that point where you said nine seconds because normally I'm, I am quite good at following instructions. <laughs> like the other day on the lift, the, the, um, we had to get a, uh, a cable car up to the top of the mountain. It was like, you're only allowed to go in one, 22, blah, 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 blah. blah. And Bill's like, I'm going to get in a, a, another one. And, and he went in and got in the one that you're not meant to get in. And then we like stood there for like, it felt like 20 minutes waiting for this one cable car that we were meant to get in. And I was like, oh, we're such a stickler for the rules. But um, yeah, obviously I can't keep quiet. Maybe it's just <laughs> another thing. Uh, and of course, we're keeping this part of our chat in the podcast because uh, I think it's a great place to start. I too am useless at being quiet. <laughs> so I feel you. I'm just. I, you know, I have to make it's a real effort for me um, in those first parts, but I, you know, I'm used to it now, so I can forgive you this time around. Okay, thank you. I feel like <laughs> I feel okay going into this podcast now that I'm forgiven for talking. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you go in cable cars? Have you got any um, uh? What's the word? Fear. Have you got any fear? <laughs> oh, God. It's been a long week. <laughs> well, this is like the fifth time we're trying this podcast, so <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. Okay, cable cars. Uh, yeah. Do you have a fear of heights uh, at all? And the re- I'm going to, I'll give you the reason why I'm asking you that question. But do, yeah, do, do they scare you at all? Because it scares some people. Um. The first one we got, I've never skied before, so this is quite unusual. Um, oh. I've never like, done it before, but the one where you just have your feet dangling over the edge and you like pull the thing down. Yeah. Initially, that was quite scary. But then I was like, woo-wee, this is fun. And like turning <laughs> around and probably like waving my arms about when I probably shouldn't have been. But no, I'm not too, too bad of heights. Like I love like roller coasters and stuff. Ah, I, I don't nice like one. I don't like throwing myself off like jumping off things I think I'm more scared of right you like to be strapped in yeah yeah to something yeah, yeah. and going far, fair enough but not actually like yeah. throwing myself off 
So I assume skydiving, bungee jumping is uh, not on the cards. I wouldn't say n- never, but I haven't done it, no. Right. And maybe okay. I'd have to be with somebody else. Then I'd feel safer yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, skydiving, um, you, you are with someone else, so maybe start with that. And the thing with skydiving is you have no concept of height. You. Once you're up there, it just it, everything looks like a pattern below, like the earth just looks like a pattern. You can't, you've got, you just can't figure out the height. So I, I would say, and I've done skydiving, I haven't done bungee jumping yet, but I would say that bungee jumping would be scarier. Yeah, definitely. It's the, yeah. the going up bit. It would be like, again, once you've gone down and it'd be like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the reason I was asking you because I, oh, hey, everyone, we're speaking to Vanilla Language, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Um, what is like my the- language? <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. Uh, times, it, um, <laughs> I love not actually introducing someone because I feel like it just means people have interrupted a conversation that we've been having anyway. I feel like it just it feels like they're in the room with us, even though we're not uh, in the same room. But no, that, you know that, what I mean. That's perfect. Yeah, that's why I listen yeah. to these podcasts. Good like- answer. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I first am time, first time call no first time listener long time listener first yeah. time caller that's, that's me. It. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm aware that you are in France at the moment training and doing your thing. And when you mentioned uh, the chair, what did you? We call them the chairlift, but what did you call it again? Cable car. Yeah, I'm not sure what yeah. the yeah cable car chairlift. Maybe it's different yeah. depending on which one. Yeah, well, yeah, I have no idea. No, no. But um, <laughs> we, we've we spent or I have spent quite a lot of time in Morzine in, uh, in France. That's and where we are now. Are you in Morzine? Yeah, we're in Morzine. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, you'll be able to tell me all the good places. This is my first time, so you probably know more than, more oh, than me. Oh, well. I probably so satellite co- cafe is the best place for coffee if you oh, like I coffee. Th- I think we had our first satellite cafe yesterday. We had a take. Oh, away. there you go. Yeah. How good. how amazing is that place? The pool, just that's oh. that's under the um the bridge, the walkover bridge. It just oh, it's amazing. It looks it's stunning. So, it's so beautiful, and like yeah, you you're going along and like this is this has only been my third swim back, and I'm like this is pretty shit. And then you look up and you're like, okay, it's not so bad. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it's so it? Nice. It is just so stunning. So have you swum in the lake yet? Yeah. Yeah, we're going there oh. after this as well. So. Oh, so good. So, so it's good. It's so calm. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's in, And every stroke when you look up, there's just like a mountain that smacks you in the face. It just, yeah. oh, it's just amazing. And have and you ridden colors. up through the goat village? Yeah, it's so weird. Oh, it's so cool. It's like your own little um, Tour de France climb, but instead of people, there's just goats that come out and run at you and surround you. It's amazing. Yeah, they almost like come towards you for a selfie, like, look at me. And like, yes, strut their stuff around the village. Like, they're celebrities. Totally. <laughs> well, they kind of are. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. People go there specifically for a photo with those goats. It's hilarious. Yeah, I have to get one. I don't I haven't got a selfie with a goat yet, so I think maybe I'm on, on the next ride. With a goat. 
Yeah. I would like you to get a selfie. So this, we're recording this uh, episode on a Friday, uh, and your this one will actually be published in a week. Okay. So what I what I would like from you is a photo with a goat that we can include when we're publishing this episode. So you've got let's cool. say six days. On the sixth. Done. Bye. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> I'm going to have to climb that mountain again. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You're not going to climb all the mountains here anyway, so there's no flat roads. And it's nothing, yeah, nothing but climbing and um, you've got to do the co- the plane. Oh, yeah. We did that on yeah. the – it's mega. At the end oh, of the so ride. Good. Oh, ouch. It really hurt. Uh, incredible. <laughs> so um, here's a top tip for you. Check out Buzz Performance or Buzz Cycling. Um, they're my mates over there and they've hosted uh, cyclists and triathletes. They usually manage um, a lodge there and do training camps and all these bits and pieces. They also run um, um, indoor bike sessions and do triathlon coaching and they're awesome people um, from my neck of the woods originally from Tasmania and they've been oh, living awesome. over there for years. Um, Amelia oh, and Joe cool. Pearson, look them up um, or I can introduce you and they can yeah. help with that would be so different good. Places. Yep, I've got you. So back to back to the chairlift. <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, uh, so it must have been 2014, I think, yeah. is when I got married. Um, we went and raced, my, my husband and I raced Challenge Ross and then afterwards we spent about a week or so in Morzine and I wanted to go up to one of the top of the mountains, Avoria or one of them, and do the zip lining. So okay, we jumped, yeah. in a cha- jumped in a chairlift. My husband is scared of heights and mm. when we got in the chairlift and it's one of the open ones where your legs are dangling, yeah. we – we couldn't figure out how to get the bar down. Like we're like trying to pull it, but you have to like almost push it out and then it comes down type of thing. And he's freaking out like he's white and frozen. Oh, and no. I'm just laughing because that stuff doesn't bother me. <laughs> and all these, the chairlift stopped because we couldn't get this bar down and all these people below us are yelling at us in French and Brett's freaking out and I'm just kind of <laughs> laughing and going, it's fine. Like I'm just trying to figure it out. Anyway, we got to the top. And I went zip lining and Brett pretty much just huddled in a corner up against a pole because he it's just didn't like being up that high. <laughs> yep. Um, great, great honeymoon, spending time <laughs> together. And But then I was like, all right, we've got to jump back on the chairlift to go down. He's like, no, nah, not happening. <sighs> and I said, well, how do, you, how do you expect to get down? And he's like, I'm walking. You can catch the chairlift, but I'm walking. And I'm oh like, my dude. God. There are people walking up with walking poles and stuff to, you know, like that's a serious walk down. I think it took us maybe three and a half hours and just in street gear to walk all the way back to our accommodation. So we're still married. Um, <laughs> it was a true test. <laughs> but I pulled up Sora from that walk back down to our accommodation than what I did the day after racing at Challenge Roth because it's just it was just all downhill on rocks and through the goat village and yeah (laughs) it's pretty funny though that concentric contraction all the way down and then yeah and you didn't even get the like walking up bit (laughs) no no oh dear 
funny times. Anyway, so back to you because we're here to talk about you, not about me uh, and the pain that I have been in. Um, <laughs> Your honeymoon pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also, like, we did a, well, an iron distance race on our honeymoon and then hide bikes and did the Jeu plane while we were in Morzine during that time as well. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think that sounds like a good honeymoon, actually. Exactly. I'll recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I, I highly recommend it. We had actually, a lot of fun. the other day, we were walking around and I was like, if I had a Hindu, I definitely want it here because it would just be like Ooh. there's something for everyone. Not that I'm engaged or anything, but I think it was. Was that a perfect. massive hint? No, no, I didn't. Bill. No. <laughs> Bill, get it down on one knee now. Uh, no. <laughs> How <laughs> long have wasn't. you two been together for? Uh, seven years. Oh, wow. And and did you meet through triathlon or? Um, just through sport. Really, Bill didn't do triathlon before I met him. He was big into his SNC and uh, rugby, and then I introduced him to triathlon, and then he got the bug, and then we both went on this triathlon journey together. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was at university, or in our last year of university, and then uh, yeah, just went from there really. Nice. What were you studying at uni? I did coaching science or like sports science at Cardiff. Ah, yeah. Right. And so at what stage did you, because I assume to a, to a degree that side of things has been put on hold or paused for a little bit while you pursue a career in triathlon? No, I grad, it was, um, I only started triathlon in my last year at university. So yeah. I'd graduated and then I carried on training and working or training quite seriously and like working part-time in and around Cardiff um, for about two years. I had multiple different jobs while I was doing like short distance stuff. And then I moved to Seoul's, uh, moved in with my mum at the pub mm. to help her out. And at that point I turned to professional 70.3 racing. Yeah, right. Your mum owns a pub. My mum used to own a pub as well. Really? In Taz? Yep. Yeah, good. Good memory. In Tassie, yeah. Um, and I started working there when I was 17 and the legal drinking age is 18. And okay. it felt – but I think like there's – I think if you're 17 and a half or something like that, you can start working – I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. We may have been breaking the law. Who knows? But <laughs> no, it's the same. It's the same in the UK. I think as long as. Oh, okay. Um, I think maybe even maybe no, maybe it is seventeen, sixteen or seventeen. But you have to have um, like someone almost like like in a supermarket. So like you have to call on someone to be like, can I serve this person? Like you have to have someone working with you. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I, I, think, I remember asking people but, for um, ID. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I worked in many a pub. <laughs> you what, sorry? Worked in many a pub. You have? Yeah. Good yeah, chat. Yeah, right. Good bar chat. I think you need to I work d- on that when you're <laughs> – that small talk. <laughs> yeah, I, it was one of my favourite things about working in a bar. The, yeah. the, the small talk is um, – yeah, and I certainly don't get offended by much because the kind of shit that you get from – people especially regulars who come back in and just constantly giving you shit 
yeah, like it, you know, I've grown a pretty <laughs> thick skin from that. <laughs> you kind of learn to ignore it, and then if if someone else walks by, they're like, "You're not." Do you hear what they just said? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, or you know, ha- on you know, in the same breath, you also know how to hold your own as well. And almost like I would find with the regulars, especially, they'd respect me more if I stood up for myself. So, oh, it, like, it almost. Yeah, don't you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Like the other day I had to, well, with the whole reopening and like the coronavirus and then I had to like go over to these like locals that are, I don't know, not hard, that's the wrong word, just like a bit, like they come in every night, they do their own thing, a bit cheeky, and I had to be like Mm. tell them off for being social butterflies and I was like, but they probably wouldn't have taken it from anyone else. But because it was for yeah. me, it was it was okay. <laughs> like okay, Fenella. Yeah. This, this You're so scary. Little, yeah, this small little girl being like, "Can you please not move around?" And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> And to me, you're you you seem like someone who's always kind of smiling and joking around. So I imagine it would be even tougher to sort of assert your authority. Yeah. <laughs> what I've never heard this voice before <laughs> so so on on that and I mean and I don't know you we've tried to actually catch up quite a few times um <laughs> but we've never met um I've been looking forward to chatting to you to get to know you a little bit better but from an outsider's uh looking in looking in at your social media you seem and this is said with love as a fellow idiot you seem like a bit of an idiot like you like to have fun you and that is, I like I joke, but that is absolutely said with love. Like you just feel like you don't take yourself too seriously. Um, obviously, you're serious about what you do in terms of pursuing a career in triathlon, but you like to have fun and you don't mind acting a fool. Am, am, oh, I, am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're hitting the nail on the head. I don't, yeah, I'm, I don't really care about making myself look a bit silly uh, or doing something a bit probably impractical or just speaking my mind and then realizing oh sh- shit what did I just say that's, that's not very clever <laughs> is it <laughs> uh, yeah or singing and dancing and just like embracing what you're doing right now <laughs> yeah so so you you feel like your social media reflects who pretty much who you are it's pretty much see it see it how it is yeah I think so yeah I'd like to think yeah. of a representation like you don't I'm not, I don't want to, like, obviously I'm not, I had, every day is not a good day and I do, I go through bad patches, sure, but I'd rather sure. not, I'm not a party people or an energy drainer and I don't want to bring people down with that. So maybe I, I don't choose to share it because that's just not what I want to. But yeah, yeah, I think on a whole, pretty chirpy, pretty happy, go with the flow, whatever happens, happens kind of person. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. And the thing is with social media, I, I you use it however you want to use it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it, it has its place for whatever reason you want you want it to have its place for sure. Um, but yeah, you certainly come across as quite bubbly and um and out there. It's fun. It's fun to. I mean, my favorite thing of yours is watching you lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, I I think in the day and haven't done that in a while. No, oh, yeah. it has been a while. 
I'd like you Challenge to bring it back. number two. Goat number one. <laughs> Lip syncing number two. Go, I'm gonna go. I've got homework from this podcast. Jeez, you do. You're like back at school. I've come in harsh, haven't I? Like, I don't think I've given anyone else homework except for you. <laughs> and I haven't what even you- met you. <laughs> You're going to get off this and go, oh, she's really not what I thought. She's actually a bitch. <laughs> Did you hear what she made me do? <laughs> yeah. Slave driver, God. <laughs> All the over- around the other side of the world and she's making me do these things. <laughs> yep, and you'll do them, won't you? Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like if it's in training peaks and you've got to turn it green, so you've got to do it. Yes, turning it green. I love it. <laughs> what's what's the hardest song to lip sync to, do you reckon? Well, I'd, I'd love to think of myself as a rapper, but I really can't <laughs> rap. I don't think I'm like gangster enough. So, I'd... Oh, <laughs> well, just on that, I was watching um, just something popped up in my social media the other day, uh, a woman who was doing uh, sign language for Eminem. Yeah. And like it was when he's just on uh, g- going off. Like it, it, every word is so quick, and sh- you should have seen how fast she was going. It was one of the most impressive things I have ever seen. It oh was amazing. Just looking up, yeah, she's it's just like, like a dance. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was out of control. I loved it so much, and the crowd were going crazy for her as well. It was so good. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so we've. We've uh, figured that Fenella is not a rapper, but, you know, has dreams. I can try, but I don't think I'd be very successful. (laughs) Maybe I'll I'll make up my own rap and then that'll be a little bit easier. To come up with your own rap? Yeah. What do you think you would rap about if you were to come up with your own rap? Mm. (laughs) At the moment it would probably be about, like, mountains lakes cycling a lot of pain when you're cycling up mountains for like hours and that, that, that last well like guess say they're like the longest climb we've done is 25k and that yep. last that last like 5k is like I swear they ramp up the percentage by like three or four <laughs> percent and it takes and you you go on a ride that normally, like at home, you may do 30K in an hour or like something like that. But the, yes, the other day we did, it took us two hours to do 30K. And I'm like, I'm not even going anywhere. But I guess yeah. the, the views are worth it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you got to look at um, hours in the saddle as opposed to kilometres, don't you, when you're yeah, in the hills. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it is just – I did a um, – Oh, a Grand Fondo through there uh, quite a few years ago as well, and it was it included something like six um, cold climbs. Wow. It took me, I think I was on the bike for eight hours, I think, from memory. That's so yes. awesome. It was amazing. It was we, we were just saying so this type of riding is probably more social as well because you're just like tapping up the hills and you can talk and don't yeah. mind taking pictures and it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's probably something that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, a lot of pros don't always get the opportunity to do or to appreciate because 
a lot of it is based on hitting numbers and, you know, doing things specific. But I guess right now, especially um, with races being cancelled left, right and centre, this is a really good opportunity to remember why you love the sport and and take that time. Yeah. Is that how you're kind of approaching things? Yeah, like we just wanted to enjoy training. So we wanted to come somewhere that we could easily train and somewhere we've never been before and it just excites us to keep us like getting out the door and at the moment yeah it's just about yeah getting out and riding your bike and having fun and like exploring and going to finding out new hills or new places and yeah 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 and like I said it's not just you might cycle a bit harder up a hill but you're not really too bothered about what the Garmin says it's just about racing or like racing your friends kind of thing like I'm gonna get to yeah. the top <laughs> gotta get to the goat first yeah the goat. <laughs> <laughs> um so on your Instagram you have written food naps and crafts um. I <laughs> I would like to talk to you about crafts oh crafts <laughs> What what kind of crafting do you do? I'm just a crafty thinker. No, I'm a, <laughs> uh, I like making things. So I don't like cards or like I'm not very good at sitting down and being on a computer. I'd much rather be like up, like uh, sewing or like I don't know. I've, uh, what's it called? Upcycled a deck chair or like make it or even like in the kitchen I'd much rather be like stood there like prepping a, a meal for three hours and sat down um reading or or writing or something like that right so you've got to you you've got to be using your hands for something are you a bit of a fidgeter a bit yeah 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 <laughs> I, I understand I speak your language I <laughs> Constantly get in trouble for not sitting still or clicking pens or tapping the desk. Or yeah. uh, it's probably a good thing that, that right now I pretty much work by myself because um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm probably annoying to have in an office environment. So up, down, up, down. Let okay, do this. Tap this. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I find that I can I am easily distracted as well. Oh, so I really I need am. to. Yeah, but I find that even though I hate to admit it, that lists help me because it means I can just go right I need to tick that off same as like this driver yeah yeah I like I start doing one thing and end up doing another and then like I walk into the kitchen or for something for something else and then I start doing something else Bill's like Vanilla just do that thing I'm like oh yeah 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 and I have to get back to actually what I was meant to be doing (laughs) so do you is he kind of the yin to your yang is it yeah. yin and yang? No G. Is it no G? Yin and yang. Yang. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Oh yeah, it just sure. sounds we'll stupid though. You keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> Do you know, I was just listening to a podcast before and they said, um, what's it called? Go- uh, feeling like a ghost is, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird, but when you're listening to a podcast and someone like you and I are saying, what's the word? What's the word? And then you're listening to it and just yelling the word, but it's like no one can hear you. So you're kind yeah. of like a ghost. And I feel like that's what people are doing to us right now. It's not yin and yang. <laughs> uh, 
the record yep. people doing it just yes. correcting everything we say no that's not <laughs> right you're saying it wrong yeah god guys you're so stupid oh goodness uh so anyway bill is um kind of the opposite he 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 fits you like a puzzle piece yeah we are quite different if you he's uh i'm more relaxed and he's probably more on the ball and like uh, a bit more efficient I don't know I'm efficient at different things but in like terms of like numbers and like stuff like that and yeah we are I suppose it, yeah we are quite different yeah right it works it, yeah. I mean that yeah anyone who has heard me speak of my husband Brady knows that we we are kind of <laughs> polar opposites um, but I'm so grateful for that because I don't think I could put up with another me Oh no, I can. I I get pissed off. Like Fanala, why don't you care? I'm like, I do care. It's just not right now. Just give me time. I'll get it done. It's like, no, you need to do it now. I'm like, okay, I'll do it now. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Please excuse this brief interruption to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Uh, if you enjoy everything that Wits Up creates, then please consider supporting us uh, by becoming a Wits Up member. Simply head on over to patreon.com slash Wits Up, uh, or you can click the link in the description of this episode. Um, did you, do you have got, uh, sorry, have you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have two brothers. Ah, and where do you fit in the, in the lineup? Go on, guess. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, either, oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on, I'm just trying to think. Uh, my instinct said middle, but I reckon maybe young. Youngest. Uh, yeah, and um, little sister. Ah, there yeah. you go. Two older brothers. Uh, okay, so how, how was that growing up? What do you think you had? How, how did that play out at home as when you were a kid having two older brothers? Were they protective? Did you look up to them? Um, I know for me, I had brothers. I've got a brother either side, and I just wanted to do everything that they were doing. I wanted to prove that I that I could do anything that they could do. Yeah, I think I just got bullied. So. Oh, really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's not that oh. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, wow, let's dive, dive down into this. Okay. No. <laughs> no, they just knew how to wind me up. And I think, like yourself, I just wanted to do whatever they were doing or be hang out with their friends and just, like, run around after them. And I just got all yeah. their hand-me-downs and probably nothing of my own until I was a bit older and could wear a bra. And I was like, yeah, you can, you know, you don't have these things. Um, but yeah, it was, we, we get on really well and we still, we still do. And we're still pretty close. Um, yeah, I probably, they probably just knew exactly how to wind me up and push my buttons and make me, mom, mom, Conrad's poking me. Mom, mom, Kent's pulling my hair. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> so in our family, so my younger brother was also, especially when we were younger, was the the spoilt one. He was the the typical youngest child, spoilt. Yeah, you know, got away got away with everything. Probably. Um, 
Oh, I just was going to ask. Do, do you feel like that? I mean, but I imagine being the only girl and being the youngest, you almost like that gave you, you know, two <laughs> opportunities to get, to get away with stuff. Daddy, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I got away with it more. But I've, I've, like I said, I'm not really that naughty. I'm probably a bit of a. But yeah, probably just blame so my brothers, and then it'd be like, yeah, it's their fault, and then they'll get in trouble. Right. So, and what? So, what do your brothers think of you being a professional triathlete? I think they think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all cycle together, and they try and beat me, but they can't. So. Love it. It's, it's still quite fun to be better than your older brothers at something. Although we have <laughs> swimming races and I think they can beat me over 50 just because they're like quite strong and they've, they've got a good technique. But anything over that and I'm like, see you later. Bye. You're right. But um, it's okay to be so competitive what, with them. <laughs> totally. So what did what did they do? Did they follow a journey of sport themselves? Um, they still like train quite actively, like and lead like healthy, fit lifestyles. Um, like last week, I was actually in um, Maribel with my brother and his friends. On like they were doing cycling and uh, like because it was meant to be the Tour de France, so that's why they were there. And then we joined them. And yep. we did some of the coals with them and are cycling around with him. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're both sporty. They don't, they're not in sport, but they still compete. Yeah. So where do, you, where do you think your sporting prowess came from? Uh, both mum and dad are, like, still – I think dad still does yoga, he still plays hockey, still goes out on cycles. Um, yeah. And my mom still runs and she'll go out and cycle as well. But I think it's just always been an option that we've had and there's something that's been encouraged to go out and do and go out and uh, be in the team or they were happy to take us swimming or I don't know. I don't think they're like my, my parents or brothers like, hugely competitive but they just enjoy being fit and healthy and enjoy the challenges that it brings yeah and what about that competitive streak where do you think that stems from uh, I don't know well like, even my grandparents like they they used to um compete at athletics and I think they met at an athletics club in uh, one of their strength and conditioning sessions throwing a medicine ball to one another. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's super cute. <laughs> like my grandpa came back from, I think he was in the relief. So he wasn't in the war, but he was like relieved them after they'd been to the war and he'd come back all like bronzed and like stuff. My grandma was like, whoa, who's he? And he was like doing <laughs> athletic meet and they met. I think it's just always been been in us. Like we always compete with each other, yeah. so maybe we are competitive, but we're not like oh, like showy off competitive. I don't know what, if that's the right word. 
Well, I'm not sure showy off is a, is an actual word, but yeah. I think I think I understand what you mean. So say say you're at um a family gathering and a board game comes out, does it get oh, yeah. does it get rowdy? Uh yeah, we all we all want to win, but I think yeah. We all know our strengths and weaknesses, so like I think maybe um yeah, I think we'll try and get one up on each other and, and, and beat each other. Bill's probably the most competitive and he'll get quite angry if he doesn't uh. win or someone doesn't do it right or the right way or, like, that's not the rules. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we all know one yep. of them. We do. <laughs> Although sometimes I, I am kind of that person as well. I just want a fair game. I'm very yeah. competitive, but I just want it to be fair. No, I wouldn't want anyone to cheat, but. Have you <laughs> ever finished a game of Monopoly? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. It's not my favourite really? game. Yeah, I used to like it when I was younger. Um, I haven't played it in a long time, but I just feel like it just kind of dragged on and we never actually finished it. But it just is a game that seems to go on forever. Have you ever played Monopoly cards? No. What is that's quite good. Thing you? It's like Monopoly, but without a board. So you play with playing cards. It's really good, actually. I think oh. you'd finish that one, and it's a lot more. Um, I think that's a lot better than Monopoly board game. All right, I I'll prefer cards it. than than board games. Like, yeah, I um, yeah. Yeah, cards are great. Like rummy or sevens or I don't know what other ones are. Um, I don't know. I remember playing, was it 500? Oh, I don't know uh, that. I can't. I couldn't tell you how to play it. I just yeah. remember that being the name. Um, we used to play with my grandparents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's just what you used to do. I miss that. I had this conversation, I think, with Sky Monch, I think, about board games and playing cards and how much I actually miss it, but we never take time to do it. For me, it's like I never take time to read a book, but I actually thoroughly yeah. enjoy it when I'm doing it. Yeah, when you're in it and involved. and mm. We've played a bit of a few like board games um, while being away. I think you just have that time in the evening where you're not going to watch TV or something like that, but mm. you're all just sat around and you're going to play a game or something like that. Which has been really nice. That's why I like camps and stuff. Because you just, yeah. like, you have dinner and you just sit there at the end of the day, and you just like, yeah, ah, oh, and you don't want to do anything else, but you just talk, and it's just I think you get the best out of people then. Yeah, definitely. I miss that. I miss that a lot, especially being in lockdown, <laughs> being yeah. able to do it with other people. <laughs> There's only so much I can talk to Brett about. Yeah, <laughs> have the same conversation. You asked me that yeah. yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Well, actually, there's a lot of that going on, and I feel like th that we're both just losing our mind because oh, we both have that. Yeah, but you just like look at each other as in, are you serious? I, I told you that two hours ago. <laughs> but but we do it to each other. So I don't know. Maybe there's, I don't know, some mould in our house and we're actually losing our brain cells. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just because you're only seeing the same things and you're used to seeing like so much stimulus. It must be hard to like. And creativity-wise, that must it must be quite hard for you to not to be able to. I suppose you can still go outside once, but yeah, we can still 
stimulus on yeah. your mind to think creatively yeah. or or they say yeah, that some people have become more creative haven't they because they've had more times with their thoughts like to mm. like, yeah I guess yeah you, stuff yeah and I mean yeah like anything I guess you can um take it any way you really want to um I guess it's just finding the right the right direction for you is can be hard sometimes right yeah definitely yeah knowing what's who, knowing what's right and wrong and then you feel like mm. you're doing the wrong thing but there's no right and wrong thing at the moment is there that that is so true and I feel like that's something I've struggled with is the the guilt of doing say um spending time just hanging out when there's always work to do so feeling guilty about that yeah um yeah but you're right there's no right or wrong particularly at the moment no (laughs) just doing just gotta keep keep moving yep yep for sure um who who's looking after your dog while you're away oh it's my mum's dog so he's at the he's at the pub Ah. with her yeah so does the dog go down to the pub itself as well? Like yeah. It, is it a – oh, that's dog. awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> he loves, always everyone loves Flynn. What he kind got, of dog is he? Again? He's a lab collie cross, so a bit of everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah over, right. once lockdown happened, he lost so much weight because he wasn't getting so many treats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy when the customers returned. He was like – Get around sniffing everybody. Like, yeah, oh treats. <laughs> We're like, oh Especially no. part lab because yeah. they like their food, right? Yeah, he does. He does like his food. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you have dogs growing up? Uh, no, I didn't actually. We had cats. But so oh. mum got the dog with the pub. Um, but Bill's family have had dogs. So his sister's got a British bulldog called Dozer. And oh, brilliant. His, He's he's so cute. He's so stubborn. He's just like his dad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And his other sister's got um, uh, the same as your dog, um, a border collie. Yeah, border collie, but a a blue male, blue male. So it's got blue eyes and uh, like the whiter, well, grey and white. And he's really well behaved. He's lovely. Oh, they are the best. We grew up with um, Great Danes. Okay. Yeah, massive. <laughs> it was so big, um, and like we when we were younger, we we could ride them for really? you know when we were teeny tiny. But yeah, they they were just so massive. Um, one of them, his name was Bacchus, ended up in I can't even remember, but I remember seeing. I remember in my head, I've got a picture of a photo from the newspaper where he was in like a cheeseburger, a McDonald's cheeseburger eating competition or something. <laughs> I, I actually need to speak to mum. Yeah, the dog was in it. Um, he was what like other on dogs the. In it? Yeah, it must have been, but he won. So <laughs> oh, he got. Yeah. To be honest, it's probably the front page in Tasmania because there's probably nothing else going on. Dog um, wins burger eating competition. <laughs> it's probably actually on the back pages, and it was considered a sport. Who knows? <laughs> but now it, it just popped in my head when we we're talking about growing up with um with dogs i feel like i need to ask mum about that to yeah, find out what it was actually about she must do must be some maybe or my grand will i just got a card from her yesterday where she sent oh. me photos and clippings of me um as as a kid 
so sweet. I love it. So cute. Yep. It's nothing better than like actually like emails and texts are nice, but when you actually like get mail, it's really good. It's it is the absolute best. I love it, and I just I, I don't know like. I love getting the photos and stuff from Gran because she's kept them obviously for so many yeah. years. Um, and it's uh, like she, even though she's sending them to me, it's something that she's held close to her heart for such a long time. Oh, definitely. Um, but I also love like looking at myself as a kid now and seeing if I can see Frankie in those photos and Brett's mum's doing the same and sending him photos. And oh, it's, it's kind of that you did when you were younger and you can, she'd be like, oh, you did mm. that. And you're like, really? Yeah, yeah. See where she got it from. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. She's two in a couple of weeks and I don't really? know where the last two years went. It's insane. God, yeah. Yeah, she every she's a lot of fun. I imagine. And, yep. and the way, I bet these years are, well, not the best, but I bet they're the most entertaining in terms of her learning and like, absorbing everything and like copying yeah. or like. Oh how God, the hell did she do that? Or oh, I don't know. Yes, it, it, because a lot of the stuff we're not, you know, consciously choosing to teach her. She's just absorbing, and it's everyone tells you this, but until you see it sort of in front of your own eyes, it's just fascinating yeah. to watch them change <laughs> and grow. Um, but I'm definitely going to have to curtail my swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Just hone it in uh, a bit. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's funny though. The other oh. day, see, she's actually funny. Like I think she's got a brilliant sense of comedic timing. She's walking around the house throwing one of her toys, just a soft toy, and she'll throw it and then pretend that she's dropped it and go, oh, shit. And then run over, <laughs> pick it up, and just do it on repeat for ten minutes. And oh, I'm God. hissing myself laughing because it's funny. Yeah. And Brett, Brett's trying to keep us both under control, <laughs> and um, he's learning that you he can't. just he really has no control. <laughs> like Mum works in um in a nursery as well as the pub, and uh, I went in there. I've been in there to help out a few times. And the story she comes back with, with the, some of the things the kids say, oh, it's mm. just it's just hilarious. Like there's a when one of the funniest ones she said was, there's a Wendy house in the like the play area, and they're all playing inside the Wendy house. And one of the little girls just says, "I'm just going to go outside for a fag." I literally walked oh. outside the Wendy house and pretended to like uh, light up a cigarette. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did like. Obviously, I've had smokes, but it's just, it's just, oh, I just found it hilarious. It's oh, just so funny. <laughs> oh, the things so, they pick so... up on. Well, yeah, my mates have told me how many times their kids have thrown them under the bus and you know, said things to their teachers that are so innocent, but parents cringe. Like, oh yeah. Um, mummy fell asleep on the couch with a glass of wine you know next to her or, or whatever oh, and God. just parents <laughs> turn up to school the next day just cringing it's oh. so funny yeah they're, they're so good at that well and oh. kids kids in general funny yeah a lot of fun um hey I wanted to because I, I wanted to talk about it but um we've had plenty of other things to talk about <laughs> your your crash how long ago was that now which one? Well, wow. uh, so I first 
Last year, I fell off in Paydax, which is the first race of the year. And I mm. actually with um, McBride, Annie, oh, I've forgotten her name now. Uh, Rach. Rach McBride. And we were in a hospital together and I got to know her and it was really nice. Um, and so I had stitches on my elbow. And then, yeah. but I raced the week after. So that one wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. With stitches still in? Yeah, it was it was disgusting. Well, like my um, so my elbows were really scabbed up and all like gunky. Um, and it was only till the last probably a couple of days before we we said we'd actually like commit and race. Uh, we just put loads of Vaseline on them to try and keep the stitches in and trying to keep any like bugs out or like stuff like that. But by the end of the race, wow. all my scabs were on my uh, elbow pads. So I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did I not realise this at the time? But I guess when you're racing, you're just like in the moment or whatever. So. Well, and I guess once they get sort of wet and stuff, they it just yeah, we're probably people have probably stopped listening yeah. now. But once they get yeah, it just sort of like melts away a little bit. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so there's that one. And then uh, uh, but the, the other that was yeah and then uh, the last race of the year in challenge Pigera, i um managed to break my collarbone that was in october and how long did you because i feel like collarbones there just always seems to be such a um a range in terms of recovery and the yeah. reason i say that is Brady broke his collarbone a few years ago and it, like it took him a while to get back into things um, and I think he's actually still got the plate in there. I, I, I kind of remember where we're at now. <laughs> but then he was he said to me, and I don't know this, he just happened to mention it, that um, Sebastian Kinlay broke his collarbone but was back in the pool within two weeks. Really? How did your recovery? This, yeah. While we're chatting, I'm just going to have a quick look because surely it's on social media <laughs> and I, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but how did your recovery go from collarbone? Um, they, when, so I was in Mallorca at the time when I fell off and the, we went straight to hospital over there and they suggested to get surgery, but we didn't feel comfortable having surgery in Mallorca and wanted to come back and see a specialist over in the UK. So we came back and had all the x-rays and stuff over in the UK and they the guy said, I don't think you need surgery. Um, yeah. So it's just the way that the bone had broken. It was like there was still quite a lot of contact. So it would have to have surgery and like they'd almost have to break it again to straighten it up um, to put the plates in. So it would have put recovery. So I'd already had like two weeks recovery by then. It would have put it back. So um, I don't know how long it was in total, maybe two and a bit months. Um, yeah right but uh, each day was just like that slow like oh I can do a little bit more movement obviously it was still frustrating you can't like brush your hair or clean your teeth or wipe your bum or whatever but mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, you could just see the range of movement and the progress each day and then it wasn't I don't know how long I can't actually remember it feels like forever ago now so much has happened. Yeah, but true. I, 
We're only saying the other day I haven't had any niggles or implications from it. So I've been quite lucky in that respect because some people obviously have surgery, then have to have their plates taken out and then, or it just, they haven't got the same range of movement or the same strength that they had before. But I think mine has been touch wood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you go? Because I feel like it happened, um, you kind of, and again, listeners can correct me or, or whatever, but to me, it felt like you sort of came out of nowhere with this bang. And I don't mean that in any disrespect. I realized that people aren't winning races overnight. You know, you've been putting in work over years and stuff, but from a professional point of view, it's like, oh, who's this? And you seem to be kind of you know, doing really well and at the top of your game and then you had this setback. What how did how did you cope with that mentally? Because you seem like on this up upward trajectory. Yeah, I suppose like in the first year, you're right, I had I think in the seven races I did, I podiumed at five of them and two of them. Well one of them was world champs and another one I just didn't race so great. So I guess consistently mm. I, I raced really mm. well in that first year as a professional and then going into my second year last year where I had multiple setbacks um it was but then I say setbacks and I still went and raced well I won Barcelona and then I came second at Europeans with the fastest run split and running against like Holly Lawrence, Radka um Mm. like competing against those girls and being competitive was probably one of my best like performances to date just the way I I dealt with it and like when you're running shoulder to shoulder with Olympians you're like oh fuck should I really be here but to be able to keep that level head and keep going I think was why that's probably one of the better races yeah uh, to date and then after that I had a niggle in my foot which meant I couldn't go to worlds and after coming second at Europeans and posting the fastest runs but I was really confident to go and tackle worlds and maybe well just demonstrate what I could do but I wasn't able to demonstrate that and then I came back from that injury raced my first race in Challenge Baguera leading the race and then I fell off and then yeah so last year was a bit up and down to say the least so I don't think I've really had the chance to demonstrate Mm. my potential at that at that level at worlds or at maybe more championship races so look out when we're allowed to race again yeah (laughs) gonna get you (laughs) um we're gonna have to start wrapping things up and i i hate i hate doing it but I've, i've got a couple of questions and you you are an avid listener of the wits up podcast so you should know what's coming well at least one of the questions. I've okay. actually started throwing in some new one. Well, actually, you're all kicking off a new a new question today, Ooh. and I. Yeah. So let's yes. Let okay. Let's just roll through them. Who is and this might be hard because I don't know of any others. But who <laughs> is your favourite famous Fenella? I don't know any other Fenellas to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sure, um, because I have listened before, I had to Google it. I love it. Um, uh, so you've done your homework. Yeah, well, I did say I did some some research. I like it. Although <laughs> my notes I did make, I haven't made any sense to the questions that have been asked today. But my famous <laughs> Fenella 
And the only one I found was, actually, I think I do know two. There's Fenella Fudge, who is... Oh, brilliant a, name. Yeah, she is uh, like a radio and a TV presenter in the UK, like on, a, on the news. And there's a Fenella Fielding, and she's quite a well-known actress um, in like, I can't even remember what era now, but yeah. So I'll say Fenella Fielding only because she's the only one that people might actually know. But she's quite a good actress in like past times. Yeah, I'm trying to have a look and I, she was in the Avengers back in the day. Yes. In the team. <laughs> there you go. I've just Googled, I'm just on <laughs> while we talk because I, yeah, I don't know any other Fenellas at all. So no. to me, you're the most famous Fenella that I know. How's that? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I'll have to take yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, second question that uh, we're starting with you. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you currently obsessed with? Oh, um, well, that's quite hard. Mm. Probably... Oh, I'm not. I think you're quite like you are quite obsessed, obsessive person as a triathlete because you do everything to the extreme. So you can't really narrow down on one point. Um, <laughs> all the things. All the things. things. Yeah. Uh, food. I eat quite a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleep. I quite enjoy sleeping. Um, now, now you're just reciting your Instagram profile yeah. bio, <laughs> and also obsessed with crafts. Crafts, okay, there you go, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. I am sending you a screenshot of a photo from your Instagram feed. Oh God! And I Don't would like you to explain this. Instagram feed. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. It's, it's a metaphor for life. <laughs> I'm <joking>. <laughs> <laughs> He's always putting the pressure on me. No. <laughs> so no, I like it. I think I think yeah, that's a great response. <laughs> so for everyone um, who doesn't get the opportunity to look at Instagram <laughs> while they're listening to this episode, um, so from what I can tell from the photo, Fenella is doing a plank. And Bill yep. is sitting on her lower back slash bum with his feet off the ground as well. So it's serious. Like there's no yeah. faking that. You just don't know how long that was actually. Just pretend that I was there for, yeah, I was definitely there for like five minutes. So easy. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't just <laughs> screen grab it from a film and then pretend <laughs> Instagram versus reality there. <laughs> totally. He looks like he's having fun though. Yeah, I think, well, that was good. That was a good camp. How long do you reckon he actually did sit there for? I think it was only like maybe three to five seconds. He's he's not light. I'm telling you that. (laughs) He's bigger than he looks. (laughs) (laughs) That was in January, so definitely not race fit then. All right, so, well, here's some more homework. You can uh, see how much longer you can get by the end of 2020, see if you can build that up to at least 10 seconds. Okay, coach. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Your coach will be pumped with me asking yeah, you to yeah. do that as well. Seems like a safe thing to do. Definitely. Just add more, add more weight to that collarbone injury from the past. Seems yeah. seems like a like a good plan. <laughs> just, just test how sturdy it is, Fenella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, before you go, you actually said to me prior to doing this episode that you had questions for me. Oh, yeah. Where Do you remember they? what they were? Um, yeah. <laughs> I will find them. Give me two seconds. All right. Uh, I can do I... some hold, hold music while you look for it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um. What do you think female athletes need to do to make themselves more equal in triathlon? Oh, geez, you've gone like proper. I thought you were just going to ask me stupid questions. Well, I thought I'll go in there with a serious one and then maybe. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) (laughs) That hard-hitting question kind of threw everyone, didn't it? Yeah, I went away for 30 minutes and uh, <laughs> had, had a good think about that question. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard answering questions. It's just because, like, being quite new to triathlon still, I was just wondering if you had any, but you've been around a bit longer than me, so. Not just trying to say old. <laughs> well, no, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did hurt my neck the other day after getting out of bed and had to spend three days on the floor. So I, I feel really old right now. <laughs> um no it's a really good question and in in between the times that it took us to reconnect again um (laughs) for this this chat I was I was having a bit of a think about it and um I mean there's so many answers but I'm going to give you an answer from my point of view as a media person is that okay yeah no that's great so one thing I notice is in the world of social media, right, when when we publish articles or podcasts or any kind of content, um, we, we're typically tagging people in those posts so that they're, they get an alert that we've written about them in some respect or, you know, done a video or what have you. And I find that a lot of people don't like either like the tweet or retweet or they don't go out of their way to share those those articles or 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 whatever the content is and I feel like at the bare minimum that is something that you should be doing as a professional triathlete is using using media outlets to help tell your stories or um you know if it's a, a race report share like social media works by sharing content Um, and I, I feel like, um, and I'm not saying that this is what you do or don't do, but as a general rule, I find it really hard that a a like doesn't do anything for us. Um, liking an Instagram post or liking Twitter or liking on Facebook, you need to share, you need to share that content and get more. Yeah. And comment. And I, I mean, from my point of view, because I live in it every single day, that is part of my job. It's part of what I do. So to me, that seems like common sense. But what I've learned is that maybe it isn't common sense for for everyone. And I get it. Not everyone wants to be on social media all the time and spruiking what they do, but it's the ways of building your profile for building the Wits Up profile, which is here. The Wits Up platform is here to promote and give um, a voice and a platform for women within our sport. So it needs to sort of, in order for us to help you, 
you guys need to sort of help us as well. Uh, you know what I mean? It is yeah, that no, definitely Jerry Maguire help me help you kind of kind of thing. Um, and then I guess further to that, uh, I mean, I, obviously I could I could do a whole podcast <laughs> just on this topic itself. But, but just I think you need it, like, especially for someone like or newcomers or people that are trying to raise their profile or trying to yep. – you need to help yourselves, but sometimes you need someone to be say the blaringly obvious yep. to you to make you, okay, yeah. And like, like you said, it's a comment, it's a share. It, it, it mm. could take, well, not even a minute to do, but it's something that could yeah. help other people yep. and help yourself. Yeah, and also reach out to different media outlets. I, I can guarantee you that media outlets are always looking for content and ways to to drive people um, to, to their website or whatever it might be. So think of ways that you can tell your story differently to someone else uh, and, and pitch those ideas to media um, platforms. Um, yeah, and I don't know. And then obviously there's the sponsorship side of things as well, which is extremely hard currently because trying to get a sponsorship in the middle of COVID would be next to impossible. But I guess it's just a similar thing in terms of thinking as a, as a professional triathlete, what's your point of difference? What, what, um, how can you pitch yourself? Because racing is great and performing in races is great, but how else can you give back to us, to a sponsor? Um, And I feel like maybe sometimes people forget that because, and, and don't get me wrong, but triathletes are very focused on their performance goals, which is great. That's what you want to see. You want to see the best of the best in, um, you know, on race day. But how else can you give back to sponsors or partners um, to help build your profile and help them build their profile as well? And I guess pe- um, people need to learn how to think outside the box a little bit more. Yeah. Does does that help or is that just too no, much? No, in <laughs> no, general, generalization. No, no it's good. Um, it's good but to know I also, like, what you see on your side and like for myself or other triathletes coming through, what you feel that would help them. Hmm. And it's I think it's a great question. Like I even think that um, be it younger or newcomers to the sport, reach out to those professional triathletes who you can clearly see they know what they're doing. Um, in my experience, um, people are pretty friendly in the sport and I don't see there'd be any issue with speaking to them and asking for their advice. And, you know, I, I think we've got such an untapped um, group of people in our sport, you know, who have learnt the ins and outs and can offer so much information to someone like yourself um yeah definitely but yeah if I can if I can ever help in any way one of my favorite things to do in this world is connecting people I'm honestly I love it I love finding people who I know are just going to connect really well and that's um like networking is the I guess the the correct term for it but that just sounds wanky but (laughs) I do I, I thoroughly enjoy that I love meeting people and realizing that there could be connections in some yeah. in some way and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't like you have to get yeah. to put yourself there or ask the questions in the first place to know if you're right yeah. or wrong or moving in the direction yep. that you want to yeah totally yeah, 
And my personal um, response for you is keep doing um, lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a winner. <laughs> it's totally a winner. The, the sponsors will come rolling in now. <laughs> yeah. Embrace the crazy and yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, did you have any other questions that weren't so hard hitting? Yeah, this is. I have one more question, and then we can All end right. it. This is a question okay, okay, that we have. We always ask each other around the dinner table when we have new friends. I like it. Yeah. If you are a vegetable, what vegetable would you be? Oh <laughs> so okay, so when people respond to this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think they respond in terms of just the, their favourite vegetable to eat or are they really putting a good amount of thought into the characteristics of said vegetable? Yeah, some people get quite physical. Oh, I can't figure the word. Philosophical? <laughs> yes, the word. Natalie, <laughs> we're on fire today. People are shouting at us. Yeah, are they? <laughs> Um, I can tell you mine uh, and then you can tell you yours. Yeah. Okay. You go first. I feel I would be a sweet potato because uh-huh. I'm kind of like orangey and hard and then, but I'm very versatile. I could be in a brownie. I could be a chip. I could be a mash. I could be something else I can't think of right now yeah and I've got a lot of energy Ooh, good one I like it all right I'm going to attempt to answer this and I'm going to go with what my actual favorite vegetable is as well which is corn on the cob and it has to be on the cob (laughs) I haven't had that one yet uh do you know when I first met Brett we had a dinner party with him and at his house with his flatmate and this was a question like what's your favorite vegetable and they were like, oh, broccolini and, um, I don't know, other fancy vegetables. <laughs> and I was like, corn on the cob. And they laughed at me. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't understand what's so funny about corn on the – it's a great, great vegetable. And you put the little things in the end and throw some butter on it and oh, no, no. like it's fantastic. Frankie <laughs> loves it, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Um, Anything <laughs> you, you can't digest it and you just pull it out. Yeah, so you can see, okay, so you've even given me another idea. So you can never get rid of me okay. officially. You can't. So there you go, if, if I'm some corn. Also, I like that corn um, when you add whatever it is to it. So let's just say butter. You can mm. butter me up, uh, which is starting to sound a bit dirty. But anyway, and throw it in a in a pot or in the microwave and I become popcorn so I just become yeah. this loud like out there kind of person so given give give me something that makes me sound like I take drugs like give me something and then I go off my head that's not what I mean just have to uh, warm could, you up a bit and then you yeah there you go yeah yeah, yeah that's I never thought of popcorn I mean sweet corn like that yeah, yeah. I think you, you've sold me okay done <laughs> great, great questions i might add them to the list of questions we asked people over and out <laughs> um Fenella, thank you so much for joy oh actually where does the the name Fenella come from um i think it's a list oh i'm not sure i think it's 
it originates from the name Fanula, which is Irish. Ah. But um, I think my parents just found it in a book. And it's, it was actually a bit disturbingly, I think, um, they saw it in a plaque in Winchester and it was one of the last people to get hung in the streets of Winchester. And I think because I saw it like twice, they were like, oh yeah, that's got some correlation. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's actually the reason. I think they just liked it. I've got a whole list I'm of other names. That. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm going with that. Oh, that's hilarious. What a great way to finish a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's funny. Well, Fenella, thank you so much for joining me and uh, finally for us both figuring out how to connect with each other. Uh, yeah, and it's been, been a joy. Really great. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Will you listen to this podcast? I try. It's quite long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I think I will. Yeah. yeah no, I, will. I, will, I, will, I will listen. It'll be good. I'll be interested to – actually, that's another good question I should ask people, to find out whether their friends or family have listened to their episodes and find out what they s- say about it. Yeah. My yeah. Let me like, know what Bill said. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, I better let you go and climb some mountains yeah. and um, I'm going to send you links to the people that I know in Morzine and you can reach out to them. Uh, thank you very much. Pleasure. Take care. We'll chat soon. Bye-bye. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Hit subscribe, give us a rating, leave a comment, and don't forget, if you're not already a Wits Up Patreon member, sign up in the link in the description. But above all else, keep yourselves knee-deep in awesomeness.